Hi, I'm Abhinav. I'm Madhu. Welcome to the Inspiring Idea Podcast. We interview people from across the world and share their life stories and success formulas with our audience. We hope this will inspire you to achieve your dreams. So, let's get the show started. Today's guest is very special. I've been a great admirer of her short videos in finance where she unpacks the concepts of money so lucidly. She's the founder and CEO of Gaintastic where her mission is to enable, empower and elevate businesses. She is a former executive director and chief financial officer of Dunn & Bradstreet Technologies. She was also an independent director in IFB Industries, Labara, Talis, Ricewatercoopers, Tupperware and Alstom. She has done her executive education from Harvard Business School and a chartered and management accountant with 25 years of experience in leadership roles. She was awarded Outstanding Professional by FICCI. Please welcome Sangeeta Shankaran Sumesh. Thank you so much for being with us today. How are you going? Very well. How are you, Madhu? How are you, Abhi? Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Sangeeta, in the next 30 minutes, we wanted to really explore your life journey and dive deep into key moments which contributed to who you are today. I want to start with this. We do spend a lot of time <laughs> researching about guests as to make this conversation extremely engaging so that we can give the best fruit for our listeners. Talking the finance aspect, which is the core subject of this episode, there were two standout traits in which it resonated me the most. Yeah, one is living life to the fullest and two, being happy. Share your life journey. Right. So firstly, I'm delighted to be on your podcast and you guys are doing a phenomenal job. So if I were to straight away get started and, you know, talk about my life journey, I thought I'll share some nuggets from my life. And uh, these, you know, when I reflect back, I realize have also been some of the ingredients for high performance. Okay. So let me take you back to my childhood. I think I must have probably been about three or four and I still remember this incident vividly. So my uh, neighbors were two boys and another girl. One of them, the boy was, you know, a little older to us. So we all used to look upon him, the three of us. And the other two were slightly older to me by a few months. We were all in the phase of just getting started with schooling. And uh, just when the admissions and everything, you know, happened, I realized the girl and the other boy who were of my age, they were, you know, taken on to UKG, which is, you know, the upper kindergarten, and I was in the lower kindergarten. And I felt very upset about it. Because I was like, you know, I felt left out, the others were older. And I was like, you know, why am I being left behind? I want to be on par with them, because the three of us were kind of a click. Mm -hmm. So I went and I was, you know, literally crying to my mom saying, No, I also want to be in the upper kindergarten. So my mom said, you know, listen, I can always speak to the school, but that means you will have to put in some extra efforts and you know, catch up what has happened uh, in the lower cabin. So I was immediately, I jumped, I said, yes, I'm ready to do what it takes because I want to be in par with my friends. I don't want to be left behind. So that's when I think the first step that I took was to be inspired. Inspire your own self because that's when, you know, you get the drive to achieve what you want to achieve. 
so thankfully for my mom she went and spoke to the principal and then you know they conducted some tests and everything and then i was home and uh, you know my mom schooled me and then ensured that you know i qualified but i felt really thrilled so that was like a starting point in my life and then move on fast forward few years i was in grade 10 i did fare decently well but within me i realized i hadn't really worked to my full potential and uh, i said i could have done much better but of course the exams were over the marks were out so i resolved to myself that you know the 12th grade exams which was like you know supposed to be bigger than your 10th grade and that's when you actually formally pass out of school in india so i resolved to myself that i need to get better you know i need to see how i can strike a right balance between you know i loved having friends hanging out with friends and you know doing my other extracurricular things but at the same time i you know i really wanted to ensure i fared well academically as well so the second thing i realized was i need to get better and i took initiatives to get better and you know ensure i was able to strike a right balance between the two the third was when i cleared my costing exam which is called icwa in india cost and management accounting exam it was funny you know it is split into two parts the first part to be honest i never prepared i didn't uh, study much and then i just got through and i got pretty good marks as well so you know i took the course very easy i said oh this is going to be a cake walk i don't really have to prepare much you know i'm just going to get away with it and guess what i got a big blow in the the final exam i flunked it and that's when i realized what is it that was wrong and i realized it was very fundamental it was in my head it was my attitude mm-hmm. my attitude towards the exam was just not right not really the exam my preparation actually it wasn't right so i changed the way i approached it and then you know i obviously put in a little more effort in ensuring that i prepared well and yes then i got through the exam but that was a good learning for me that attitude matters a lot and then i started my uh, chartered accountancy journey and there again i learned that you know focus is something very crucial because if i were to look back into my ca days you know we had to undergo 3 years of uh, rigorous training you know it was like all like a full time job so that was like the whole day morning 2 hours and evening 2 hours we used to have classes so which meant i was left with very little time to actually study on my own and you know prepare myself so i realized if i need to crack it focus is was the key and therefore i learned how to focus um i got married i lived in south africa botswana uh, i was there for about 8 years and um, that was a great learning a great experience my entire tenure there i was with uh, pricewaterhouse coopers and there i learned how it is uh, you know important and easy as well to learn the art of working with people from different culture because we had a big expatriate communi- uh, community apart from the locals as well so and that's where i think i was really molded for a lot of professionalism and i you know learned the tricks of the trade if i may say so it was yeah. an excellent uh, time that i had there and uh, yeah i came back to india and then i've been with uh, the french multinational thales and then a brief stint at labara and then with dun and brad street for about 9 and a half years and i've just gotten started on my own and during this course 
I also realized that it's very important to have uh, coaches and mentors because they play such a vital role. And, you know, the one secret thing that I would want to share here is, uh, like you exactly said, the importance of being happy. You know, and that I think I've learned from being an art of living practitioner. I've been into art of living for over 15 years. And I think that has been an, a great game changer in my life because, you know, it helps me to balance my energy, helps me to de-stress and, you know, uh, move ahead in the path of my direction. So, and that is why, you know, and that's where, you know, I don't know if you've heard of uh, the founder of art of living is Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, who insists on the importance of happiness. So these were the key things, you know, if I were to look back, you know, your question really triggered me to look back into my life. So these were the important things. And I think this is what life has taught me. Now, if I were to give you an acronym, you know that I'm an acronym person, you know, if I were to just sum this up, I think life is to love, to inspire, to be focused and excel. So love, inspire, focus and excel. That was our second question, Abhi. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really good. No, no, worry. I have answers for that as well. Awesome. Now, I think uh, you summarize your life story beautifully, you know, and uh, you've got so much experience. And few things that stand out to me is that you need to have the right attitude. You need to focus in whatever you do, okay? And you should be able to embrace the change, you know. And more importantly, as you said, you need to be happy in whatever you're doing in your life. I also realized this, that the points that I told you, I think they are the ingredients for high performance because mm. if you look at any high performer, mm. I think these are some of the key ingredients. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's fantastic. So talking about abbreviation and I've been hearing some of your uh, sessions that you've taken and uh, you use a lot of abbreviation and, and I think the way you use it is to explain complex topics in a very simple way for the audience. So can you think of an abbreviation for creating abundance of happiness in one's life? Yes, definitely. So the reason I use abbreviation is I think the recall value is very high mm -hmm. and yeah. you find it simple and, you know, able to relate to it a lot better. So that's the reason I use abbreviations. Now to answer to your question, I think there are two important aspects. One is doing, the other one is being, mm -hmm. right? So what do you do if you want to create happiness? You joke around, you be open in your communication, in your attitude to life, and importantly, say yes to life. And what is it in the being? You need to be jolly, you need to be optimistic, and you need to be young at heart. So what does that bring us to? Joke, open up, yes to life. There's a joy element there. And if you were to look at the jolly, optimistic, and feel young at heart, there's another joy element there. So once you do this, there is abundance of joy in your life. <laughs> yes. It's getting into finance now, which is your core area. Finance knowledge is extremely vital for any age. It's a no-brainer, right? No one can argue about it. So one of our earlier guests, Sean Flynn from Silicon Valley said, the current situation that we are all in is actually forcing us to innovate and implement business solutions much faster example could be what business leaders would have thought would take 10 years to experiment and see it to fruition are now forced to implement it in one quarter and they want to see the results immediately. So the swiftness in decision making in investments and carrying out due diligence that it will be the right one is extremely pivotal. So what would your advice be for startups 
around having a sound financial knowledge and handling the situation better if you were to look right now we are in an era that is digital track driven and speed is definitely you know something so important like you rightly said so what are the things that a business can do if i were to you know just give you like an overview mm-hmm. i think it's important to have a lot of foresight that is financial prudence you know before making any financial decision you need to look at it from a prudence perspective and what exactly your foresight says next is to look upon the intuition you know many times you need to have that gut feel you know i think as humans many times we just tend to shoo away our gut feel or we don't pay attention i think all humans we have this uh, intuition within us and a strong gut feel to which we need to pay attention because while logic is definitely an important factor you can't 100% rely only on the logic because your gut will also tell you what is it that you're doing you know is it right or wrong so rely on your intuition the third i would say is for you to know your choices is your choice a simple thing as is it a just a yes or a no or if you were to say yes to a particular financial decision what are the choices that you have you know you need to explore you know uh, because of the speed factor or whatever people just tend to ignore what are the other options that are available so it's important to understand what choices that you have and of course before any financial decision you need to take a lot of care caution and be very cautious because uh, things might look attractive prima facie but you need to get in in depth and then see if it is really you know the right thing is it the best thing for your business so you need to exhibit that little bit of extra care and caution and most importantly the last thing is to know what the implications are because you know what are the financial repercussions now any particular decision that you take you know be it in a business or your personal life whatever it's likely to have a financial implication now what is that right so you need to know that so again let me give you an acronym here if you would have realized you know i spoke about foresight intuition choices uh, caution care and caution and implication now that actually leads me to fiki which is the fiki the real abbreviation is actually federation of indian chambers of commerce and industry but then you know when i just thought of these points this just came up so i said okay let me make it as an acronym because this is going to be easier so any business i mean any financial decision that anybody needs to take be it business or personal like i said if so this is a bonus tip that i'm giving you so i would suggest that just take a moment pause reflect and you know question your own self that the decision that you're taking the financial decision that you're taking is it in the best interest of your business or you know best interest financially are you doing the right thing financially now if you were to take that moment's pause and just reflect on it i think you would know the answers yourself so that will be a driving factor there that's a really good answer uh, moving forward i just want to talk about touch upon the startups now talking to a lot of startups they're always very excited about their ideas and they, you know they can talk about hours about it uh, but when it comes to finance they only start thinking when they're looking for angel investing and that's when they start preparing their balance sheet and you know start looking at that particular area my question to is that how important is to pay attention to finance especially from a startup perspective so what i would say is irrespective of whether you're a startup 
or you know any business you mm-hmm. could be even the business leader of a, an organization irrespective of the nature of industry the size and you know whichever uh, area you're in finance is the backbone for any industry mm-hmm. right so one must acknowledge this and therefore it becomes important to pay attention to finance the second thing tell me why does a business exist to make money yeah <laughs> Absolutely. So, if that is the intention, you might as well pay attention to finance, right? So, it is important that anybody, you know, has to pay attention to finance. So, you need not be a finance expert to do this, but you just need to apply your logic. And, like I said before, think of the financial repercussions of any decisions or anything, any actions that you're going to perform. What would it result in financially? Now, if you were to just think about that, then I think. you know you automatically your financial awareness increases and therefore whatever actions that you do and decisions that you take will drive you towards that so i think that is a key so have your awareness and of course if you are interested yes go ahead equip yourself and whatever but the basic thing is the financial awareness for you to realize you know how the business will move ahead and the other thing i'd like to say is uh, irrespective of challenging times such as these or even normal times your cash inflows not really fully under your control because you don't know when your customer is going to pay you mm-hmm. whereas your cash outflows what is under your control and for any business cash is king right and uh, it's like oxygen cash is oxygen for any business and therefore you need to you know have a good control on your cash and the financial situation of any business any tips on uh, swiftness in decision making right so swiftness is important but at the same time accuracy is also important so you know you can't compromise one thing for the other so it's essential to focus but at the same time just because you know you need to do something very fast you can't afford to be careless as well so it's a art of striking the fine balance i would say because both are very important and you know the best thing like i said before would probably be take a step back and take the pause and then act on it sure fantastic uh moving forward i want to talk about the people who are working the professionals who are in the middle management or senior management in their career and they come from a non financial background i want to know from you is that how they can leverage the knowledge of finance to move ahead in their career so let me give you an example i mean i've told this uh, before in another uh, case as well there was somebody i know who was a, a cto a high performer who was you know excellent uh, in his domain and uh, there was a requirement for the ceo because the current ceo had moved out so everybody in the organization thought the ceo the cto would be a great fit to be uh, the ceo and therefore he got promoted now while he was very good in his uh, domain and you know the technology part of it when it came to numbers he lagged a bit because he had never thought knowing finance was important till he became the ceo and then it was a tad late because uh, he was not really able to answer the questions of the stakeholders and uh, you know when it came to financial performance they could clearly see this lag and unfortunately then they moved him back to a cto because they thought he made an excellent cto but not really very capable or an efficient ceo now this can happen in such senior levels you know imagine how it could be even in the mid level so it's never too late one thing that 
you know anybody must understand it's never too late so just equip yourself with uh, the basics of finance you don't have to be a finance pro but to know how is like you know what is the impact on profit right and what are some of the key uh, indicators performance indicators from the financial terms that the stakeholders would be looking at so these are key things that one must know irrespective of whatever background whatever domain and when they speak the finance language or the finance parlance you know in a board meeting for instance mm-hmm. so one must know what these terms mean and therefore because just by knowing you'll be able to answer you probably know the answers but then when somebody asks you for example what is ebitda or you know what is a margin and in case a person is not fully equipped then it doesn't reflect too well so it's always good to be aware and equip yourself and just take that slight extra effort to know what it is and of course if you're somebody who's already in the growth path then it makes it easier you know your growth growth gets uh, accelerated that's fantastic and that brings to my next question is that how can people improve their knowledge of business finance so first thing would be the awareness just by knowing that it's important you know you automatically start taking decisions i mean start thinking financially i would say so once you don't have the awareness you wouldn't think on the finance terms right so the first thing would be to have this awareness and then of course educate yourself i mean like you know you can read books you can attend classes there are online there are umpteen number of things either way i mean if you want to do something there are options are plenty so, youtube videos yes absolutely my youtube channel or or <laughs> yeah. buy your books as well they are fantastic yes absolutely absolutely <laughs> or if not anything i mean just go talk to your uh, you know your colleagues in the finance department right just equip yourself just get to know the basics and that would really help you go a long way in your career or even if you know somebody is hit uh, hit by the midlife and then wants to get started on their own as a you know startup or you know venture into their own business definitely these things are very key you know you can't say i'll just be a domain specialist and then not bother much about the finance so that really helps yeah that's beautiful again <laughs> i just wanted to shift focus on children you know yeah yes. i've got two young boys and you know, one of my kids 11 and a half years old he comes and asks me how do i make money you know this happened two months ago wow. now people are thinking about it you now moving from the business leaders now coming back to children i'm just thinking about this is a great opportunity to devise strategies for teaching children on finance so that they are resilient and they take decisions in extreme scenarios like this and if we start early like robert kiyosaki says start early do you have any suggestions for that so of course it would be great if you know schools were to teach finance as part of the curriculum and you know have uh, like you know workshops or stuff like that where kids can really equip themselves and you know inculcate this finance mindset into the young minds that will definitely be great but having said that i don't think we have control on you know prescribing the curriculum to the schools that's true so what what we could do as parents is probably uh, you know these days there are a lot of people who conduct workshops for kids finance workshops for kids like in fact last summer also i did a workshop for kids and it was fun i mean fun for the kids and fun for me as well so what age group oh it was um, i think 10 to 17 the sure. the teenage kids yeah yeah so it it was a blast we had of course it was just a half a day for the summer and you know just get get them warmed up on financial terms and you know i had a lot of games and everything they really had a blast 
so there are opportunities so what i would again say is parents as parents you need to get mad and what do i mean by mad you know <laughs> drive the the mindset of finance again a is for awareness and d is to develop so you know as parents if we can slightly nudge them towards this and you know uh, set the right sort of beliefs on finance when they are young i think that makes a lot of difference but having said that i think we should do this only when the kids are interested and you know it shouldn't be something that's forced onto them because then they're going to have an aversion and not like it so if like you know you said your son is interested so you know if you slowly start uh, introducing him to finance and you know the different aspects on then i think it will definitely helps them grow i mean helps them get to be more financially prudent as they grow it's very interesting i've seen lot of parents tell their kids that you don't understand the value of money but they never make an effort to teach their kids about finance yeah how true how true very right very right yes yeah that's again a challenge in fact uh, i was thinking every time when uh, people like children come and ask me i need to prepare myself so that's forcing me to learn about finance so that i can answer those questions properly <laughs> being a responsible citizen taking me to the next question uh, sangeeta around the uh, coaching you know we got coaching mentoring counseling advising these are all having different meanings in itself altogether and it comes up with great responsibility so being a certified coach from international coach federation icf why coaching is important if you were to look at any of the sport like you know be it cricket be it tennis be it soccer whichever if you notice all these champions have a coach for themselves right so why should the executive world be any different it's as simple as that you know if, so even in the executive world if you were to look you know pick steve jobs for instance or bill gates or oprah or any of these people they've all had a coach for themselves that's simply because one wants to excel from whatever you're doing right now you want to grow you want to excel in what you're doing and that's why i say coaching is something very important because it helps you to unlock and maximize your potential maximize your performance in whatever area that you want to achieve so this is a lesson i think we need to learn from the sports people because any of these people have a coach for themselves because they're striving to get better at what they're doing right so we as professionals in the corporate or as in the business why should it be any different we also want to get better at what we are doing so the beautiful thing about coaching is a coach acts like an accountability partner a coach kindles your thoughts a coach holds the mirror for you and a coach also acts like a sounding board and by doing this you know you're maximizing your personal professional and your business potential and the coach helps you to get to your next level and no wonder it is said that everyone needs a coach because if you're looking to just get better you know a coach is there for you a coach helps you through the journey a coach actually partners with you right and all the coaching conversations are confidential so one can just feel free it's like you know you're standing in front of the mirror and you know you you actually reflecting on seeing hey you know am i doing the right thing and coaching can be applied to any walk of life just the only criteria is you must be desirous of getting better and the coach is the one who drives the agenda of the coaching conversations so if anybody just wants to get better in whatever they are doing 
I think one must definitely go and get a coach for themselves. How do they do that? Oh, there are umpteen coaches. You know, you have people who specialize in different areas. Like, for example, you have life coaches, you have executive coaches, leadership coaches, business coaches like me. You have umpteen number of people. So one just needs to reach. But again, having said that, let me share a little secret here with you. This is more from a branding perspective because people can then relate to it easily. But once you're a coach irrespective of whatever area you can coach anybody on anything the coach doesn't have to be a domain expert because the coach facilitates you to get solutions to your challenges so irrespective of whichever area of life whichever aspect of life you want to get better and get solutions and overcome your challenges just reach out to a coach so my question here is that there are lots of coaches as you said what's the best way to find out the, the coach which could be suitable for you or who could actually help you Right. So the best way would be one is to see if you are able to establish a chemistry with the coach, you know, the kind of rapport that you have, whether you feel comfortable, whatever, what is your gut feel telling you about the coach, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's very important to see if a person is a credentialed coach, because, you know, the term coach has been used very loosely, I would say, because anybody who's a domain expert would call themselves a coach, while it's not wrong because they think you know i'm the domain expert and therefore i can a person who's a credential coach can actually take you through the coaching journey the coaching process and that's where it you know many things open up for you so it's it's a beautiful process i think one must definitely experience it so look for credentials and lastly look for testimonials you know see who are the kind of people who has who worked with a particular coach and you know how they have gone about how it's transformed them what are the things that they have achieved and stuff like that i think that will definitely give you a lot of thing and of course you know i think experience also plays a very crucial role because when one has good amount of experience i mean not just as the coach but you know in life i would say so like for instance the reason why i have branded myself as a business coach is you know i'm able to blend my finance with my coaching so you see that's my like uh, leverage point i would say mm-hmm. so like that whatever uh, you know experience that they have or you know what best can they actually bring to you and how can you utilize that you know i think that is very important once you're able to get that i think that really helps so the three things if i were to summarize would be to you know check your chemistry with the coach uh, see if the person is a credentialed coach and uh, check for testimonials can you share a personal story where you made a phenomenal impact as a coach to business leaders or an individual right so like i said coaching conversations are confidential but let me give you a few instances with the different people that i have worked with so one thing you know what happens when people start climbing the corporate ladder or you know even if they are like a the business owner or an entrepreneur it gets very lonely at the top you know they feel we don't have enough people to whom we can share and you know bounce off ideas and you know get some inputs so most of the the people that i've been dealing with are all like you know in senior leadership positions so i'd give you three or four short uh, stories so one was uh, with a ceo mm-hmm. a very experienced uh, ceo who was doing very well and this particular ceo had uh, challenges managing difficult team members and you know a leader can be only as successful as a team is right so once your team doesn't cooperate with you fully then you know you're headed in for trouble and therefore the ceo was very quick in 
understanding this you know at the very initial stage and uh, therefore you know we worked together on how better the ceo could manage the teams and you know we worked for uh, about 6 months and there there was a big transformation the division within the group globally they got recognized for being one of the high performing teams and they started getting many awards and everything so you know you many people sometimes think oh if i'm a ceo or something you know i don't really need a coach but you know these are transformations that happen that help you grow even further so this was one instance and then i've had couple of instances where a senior person who's in the senior management wants to transition and you know become the ceo they want to grow further and they're not very sure how they can go about becoming the ceo you know what are the things that they need to do uh, how do they go about and how do they equip themselves while they are very strong technically and in their domain you know there is they find this lag there and therefore not able to so that they have been cases and then like i said you know midlife crisis definitely uh, especially on the career front you know they don't know which path to take you know do i there are people who been wanting to restart i mean some women especially who wanted to restart their career they didn't know where how to go about and there have also been people who have been working in the same organization for like over 10 years and they are not sure if they want to look out for opportunities elsewhere or continue in the same organization or how do they grow in their career basically you know True. so there have been a lot of Uh, cases like that and uh, with the entrepreneurs as well so there was this uh, lady from singapore she was into one business that was doing very well and she wanted to start another new business that was very close to her heart and she was very passionate but she was very reluctant to do what it is because uh, it involved a part of spirituality as well and she wasn't sure how people would you know accept it and whether she'll get clients and she had so much of phobia in her which was actually coming in her way from getting started so every time she wanted to start this business you know she would uh, feel it in her stomach and she wouldn't know how to let it go you know she just feel tight and therefore she wasn't moving ahead so once we had this conversation you know she got started with this new business and it was a, a beautiful amazing experience she's doing very well both in her old business and this and she often works with me to see how she can grow her business and there have also been uh, entrepreneurs you know who talk about like you know how do i fundraise how do i go and pitch and you know how do i scale up my business further so there have been cases like that sangeeta um, you like writing as well i read really good articles that you put in linkedin you know very insightful uh, and you're also a best selling author for three books can you tell me something about those books like what can people learn from those books right so i'm an accidental author i never had plans to write So my first book is a spiritual thriller it's called A Glance at the Unknown mm-hmm. and uh, I had a lot of butterflies when I launched this book uh, but guess what I think uh, after about a year no not year really less than a year that I had launched the book I was uh, awarded as one of the 100 inspiring authors of India wow and, yes uh, so that really gave me a lot of encouragement and you know when I told people that the first book is a spiritual thriller they said come on we expected it to be a finance book you're a finance professional with about 25 years experience you might as well bring in a finance book so i said okay labeling <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so that's what uh, drove me to write uh, what's the finance and that's a national best seller on amazon and it has uh, uh, you know finance is very simple you know how i you know present so finance is made very simple and you know what actions people can take and it also has some very inspiring Finance stories of successful entrepreneurs. 
just from the finance perspective you know so i because i felt everybody doesn't have to do the same mistakes right so you might as well learn from you know these successful people and you know when somebody is getting started they might as well do it the right way so it has a lot of stories as well uh, the third book is called the power of high performance coaching it's a free download on audible it's an audio book and uh, it talks about like how coaching can uh, help and my uh, latest book that i've just launched it's called get high um it's been endorsed by coach uh, dr marshall goldsmith and it talks about um, how to coach yourself for high performance in your work you know you be your own coach and see how you can uh, be the high performer that you want to be inspiring that's why inspiring ideas was all about <laughs> <laughs> great that's good motivation is very very important and uh, one of the ways to get motivated is that if you get a recognition for the work that you're doing in your life and i see that uh, you've got a lot of great awards like you got the leading cfo in india outstanding professional award from ficcci innovator in finance what's the importance of these recognitions for you definitely i felt good in fact i was overwhelmed when i you know heard the, especially the first time when i got uh, these awards uh, but i also realized it uh, increases my sense of responsibility because mm-hmm. now i i realize then you know people start looking up to you and therefore you have to maintain the standard if not get better people are looking what you're doing people feel inspired and they want to do similar things you actually inspiring people to take actions mm-hmm. so therefore you know i'm responsible for all these people so i guess that was one of the reason that drove me to become a coach as well because you know you feel you have the capability to empower people as a coach so i think like i said you know once i connect the dots i feel all these things uh, fall well into place right and i think my core is to give out my three messages that uh, finance can be fun finance is simple and the second message is high performance for high profit and the third is adaptive leadership How, what 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 would you need from the community sharing the knowledge to the community is extremely important like what you what we are trying to do uh, how do you think the community can actually reach out to you so so my mission is to enable empower and elevate for high performance and high profit so you know like i said my core focus areas are business finance high performance and leadership so what i do is like for individuals i offer coaching sessions Uh, one-on-one coaching sessions to see how their potential can be maximized for businesses i curate and customize programs both individual sessions as well as group sessions to see how the value can be increased the business value and then i conduct sessions on uh, sharpening financial acumen high performance and leadership depending on what the business requires and of course also professional speaking engagements wherein you know this message comes across and you know i customize all of these as per the the business needs and of course yes uh, as an author i'm i'm glad when people uh, read my books and then come and share what they've gained out of it and you know how they felt about it so that is also welcome sangeeta thank you so much for your time it was great to have you in our show today thank you sangeeta most welcome yes i'm happy to connect over uh, linkedin uh, my youtube channel is called sang shasun s a n g S H A S U M and abbreviation of my name again. So yeah, I'm I'm glad to connect and I'm here to you know serve people to help them shine and succeed. 
Thanks for tuning in, my friends. We have got thousands of people listening to this podcast and wanted to thank you all for the love and encouragement so far. Some of you have reached out personally to us and thanked as well for producing great quality content. It would be awesome if you like and follow our LinkedIn page, Inspiring Ideas. And please don't forget to hit the subscribe button from where you are listening. We are across all the key podcast channels, Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. We will see you with another great episode next week. Thank you so much.